0: realize that like what I'm doing right now is enough Mm -hmm. but this is just it's like all just part of like the alchemization process it's like totally normal that I'm feeling these things Um, and yeah you're
1: not the only one I guarantee you Mm -hmm. some of the coaches and mentors that you look up to feel the exact same way I mean heck I do still sometimes Mm -hmm. And like, I'm sure there's probably people who you are doing this with that probably still feel the same way. So maybe this is an opportunity for you to even open up the conversation more with people in your groups, in your containers, in the programs you're doing things with, right? Hello, you beautiful soul. And welcome to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast, where we break through all the fears, obstacles, and limiting beliefs that are holding you back from the life, relationships, and business or career you desire. I am your host, Evelyn Huynh, founder of Evolve and Unite Coaching Institute, speaker and transformational life coach specializing in inner child and generational trauma healing. Join me each week to heal and strengthen the relationship with yourself and activate your authentic voice so that you can evolve mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Okay, so you mentioned that you're learning this sense of self-worth and that there's like a deep wound and you find yourself having these different versions of self-expression and you can feel that wall come up, that difference between talking to a friend versus getting in front of a group. So what is your ask right now? Like, what is the question? What is the thing that you find yourself struggling with that I can support you with on this call? Mm. I would say
0: it definitely has to do with this wall. Like cultivate, like I want to cultivate what I need to cultivate to like surpass this wall, to like really like water the inner self-worth and the inner, excuse me, the inner confidence to just speak and express and not be hesitant about the judgment or shame that could come up. Um, That's like what the fear is. It's like so kind of um, surpassing that wound and yeah. Really so what is the question slash ask? The question would be, would be, I guess, how, how do I do, like, how do I um, overcome and how do I move into a new space of being an embodiment where this wall doesn't come up as much
1: mm. or come up at all. Okay. So in those moments, what do you feel triggers this feeling of that wall coming up? Um,
2: being, what triggers that? I guess the trigger would be a sense
0: of judgment okay what other people's opinions of me will be and um yeah
1: and in those moments when you are dancing or you're leading a call in your mastermind no one has actually said anything or done anything right yeah so what happens to cause you to then trigger up when there's no evidence of it. It's definitely past
0: experiences like mm-hmm. speaking in front of people I had like could list at least like a handful of like really in my opinion not great speaking experiences that were like really embarrassing at the time um and it ranged from like fifth grade I have a memory all the way until college. so just like freezing up. And it's like that mental block, like when you're public speaking, where um it's like you have if you're able to relax and feel into the moment, you can really move your audience to where you want to get them to be, and like right. it just is easier when you feel that spaciousness, and what i what happens in those moments is I like feel all the eyes on me, and then my m- mind starts overthinking um thinking too quickly and uh yeah, thinking too quickly. So it's hard for me to like get a grasp. And then I start like like the physiological reactions start yeah. happening. So then I'm like, oh no, is like, you know what I mean? Like you start to feel cold or something or clammy yeah. or whatever. And then it's like the physiological responses start happening. And then it's like oh my gosh, am I about to forget what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh,
1: dude, you're preaching to the choir. You know, you're not the only one who experiences this. Like when I launched my podcast, all these wounds from speaking comes, came up. And here's the problem is that so many of us were thrown into speaking at such a young age and we're never really guided how to do it properly. Like whether it was public speaking in front of classmates, and then you're speaking on topics that you're not actually passionate about. Like, I can't even remember what I was talking about, but I just remember having cue cards and not feeling hundred percent confident. And it's like, your body just goes into fight or flight because you're yeah. worried about tripping over your words or some people even get as bad as being bullied for it. And then the whole class lasts. And then that's a whole other layer of trauma that sticks with them. So going back to fifth grade college times, right. Did anyone? What was the worst thing that happened to you? Like, what was that experience that stuck with you? That still sticks with you? Because what's happening is that when you were put in similar situations, that mm-hmm. wounded inner child, that wounded little Tiana, mm-hmm. is experiencing that same feeling in her body, and because she hasn't healed from that experience, it's bringing up in present time, mm-hmm. and it's almost like a trauma response. If that makes sense, totally.
2: Totally. so
1: once we allow little Tiana to heal from those experiences in fifth grade, all the way up to college, then we can start creating a new strategy for when you are in those moments of like being triggered and freezing up. Does that make sense? So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a two-step process, if you will. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So going back to fifth grade, because that's, one of the earliest memories that you remember of freezing up. What happened? What did little Tiana experience at that time? How did you feel? Walk me kind of through the process.
0: Yeah. Um, so I physically felt just very embarrassed. I felt like I was shaking a lot. What happened?
1: Was, were you in front of class? Like paint me the picture of the scenario.
0: Yes, I was presenting. um, I'm pretty sure it was a science fair experiment (laughs) with my trifold board uh, standing in front of the class. And um, I felt underprepared. And I just was very, um, yeah, I just didn't really know what to say. Um, mostly what I remember is just like, struggling to get my words out, mm. struggling to, um, explain my project. And I just remember, like, I don't, I feel like there were people laughing. I can't really remember. It was more so about how I felt Yeah, that created the, the experience more so about how like my nervous system felt, um, mm-hmm. and like how my body was reacting. And I felt like you know, if I'm up there, I'm like struggling to get my words out. I feel like cold and clammy and I'm shaking. I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, your voice is kind of shaking. I feel like even if I, even if no one was audibly laughing, um, it was still embarrassing for me because I processed it as like, this is, I don't want to be seen like this. Yeah, Um, I want to be like,
1: yeah. Yeah. And so that was in fifth grade. Yeah. And then were the scenarios after that very similar? Like speaking on a topic from school, maybe you were underprepared or did the other scenarios kind of differ? Similar.
0: Um, Feeling like I was underprepared is definitely one that, and like even for some, like there is a couple where it's like, no, I was totally prepared. Um, So yeah, but the similarities were that, It's just, it was hard for me to find the, hard for me to tap into the flow of the idea. So I'm so focused on like making sure I remember what to say. And like, it's like so focused on making sure I'm remembering what to say that it taps me out of the present moment and Mm -hmm. trips me up. And then if I get tripped up, then it's like even harder to come back from because then I'm visually looking and feeling tripped up. So now I'm thinking about how everyone is perceiving me at that
1: point. Right. So if you were to go back to that moment when you were in fifth grade and you felt underprepared, were you actually underprepared at that moment? And be honest, you know, sometimes when we're children, sometimes we're like, we leave things to the last minute. And it's like, I've done that before too, where I've had to get in front of class. And I'm like, oh shit. I like the night before just like cram it in. And I'm like, Evelyn, you kind of deserve that. So being super <laughs> honest with me, were you truly underprepared or were you actually prepared and you just felt it? You you see the difference?
2: I feel like I, for the fifth grade example specifically, I genuinely don't remember, but I feel like it's
0: like I'm prepared enough to give a good presentation. Mm-hmm. So the only reason I feel like I'm underprepared is because I didn't give myself ample time to remember, like literally memorize my lines, like memorize every single thing I need to say and touch on. Um right. isn't even necess- necessary to be prepared as long as you get like the general ideas and can like just speak it and let it flow.
1: So yeah. overall I would say not completely unprepared. No. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to just close your eyes for a second. And is there anywhere in your body that feels a little tight or restricted when you think of this experience? Where does it, where do you feel it in your body?
0: Definitely my throat.
2: Definitely
1: mm-hmm. my throat.
0: And then a little bit in my um my, why do I always get the mess up? Is it sacral and then solar plexus? So my solar Yeah,
1: sacral is lower than solar plexus.
0: Okay. Yeah, then my solar plexus. Um, okay.
1: So yeah. I'm going to close your eyes and we're going to just take three deep, slow cleansing breaths in through the nose. So healing energy all the way in, visualize golden white light surrounding your throat and your solar plexus area. And then when you exhale through the mouth, visualize all of that golden white light, taking any stuck in restriction
2: out of your body. Good.
1: Second inhale, healing energy in, golden white light surrounding your throat and your solar plexus. All that stuck and stagnant energy leaving your body through your breath.
2: And last cleansing breath in. We're going to hold it at the top. And then exhale any restriction
1: out of your body, and keeping your eyes closed. I want you to go back to this moment in fifth grade from a bird's eye view. You're not in the experience, you're just looking over top, and you see what you see, hear what you heard, feel what you felt, and as you're above, and you're looking down, and you're seeing all the things that are happening, little Tiana freezing up, feeling underprepared, feeling all these things and you now going above and seeing what actually happened and the reality that what was actually happening in your head might not have actually been what was happening around you. And I just want you to kind of float into the experience and look at little Tiana and I want you to just tell her some words of wisdom from
2: this outside perspective
1: with your newfound learnings and findings and wisdom what does little Tiana need to hear to heal from that experience and to let the past
2: stay in the past I feel like she would need to hear
0: that tell her this experience is such a small blimp in time and it's totally normal for a 10 year old even when you get older to have moments of just being human and everyone should understand that the judgments that you think other people are having are probably inaccurate so you really don't need to spend any more time or attention thinking about how other people are feeling or thinking about you Just focus on being present and being yourself and being human, which means just expressing yourself as you'd like. You don't need to fit in any type of box. You don't need to have the presentation look any type of way. When you can just focus on making sure that you feel safe and that you feel good. And just relaxing and being feeling safe and feeling relaxed you have everything you need to tell your audience everything that you know and the way that you explain it will be perfect and adding in your own personality adding in your own humanness is what makes you relatable and fun and is what makes other people enjoy listening to you so don't worry about coming off in any particular way and you have the space to just be you And other people's judgments are really always a reflection on themselves. So you can actually find a lightheartedness where you can like laugh off other people's judgments because it really is just a reflection of them. It has nothing to do with you and you don't need to take it seriously. You don't need to identify with it. You can just focus on being you and being present and flowing.
1: Mm. Anything else that little Tiana needs to hear in this moment so that she can heal from that experience and let the past stay in the past.
0: Um, It's totally okay to be goofy, to mess up, to stutter, to shake whatever it is, that's totally okay and completely human. And other people, when everyone else's hearts are healed, when we really are in touch with our hearts, people don't laugh or judge you from a space of unconditional love or healing. So you can just rest safely and soundly knowing that. Even your jitters, even your humanness is completely divine. And in the same way that, or even though you feel like that that is a detriment to your presentation or something, it actually gives other people the opportunity to, you are like a mirror. You're reflecting for other people to see um, their own judgments and their own perceptions. So really just focus on yourself and focus on feeling. Safe and loved, and everything else will flow exactly how it needs to be.
2: Mm. Why don't you give
1: her a big, big hug? Tell her you love her. Tell her that she's enough. Tell her that she's
2: worthy. And when you're ready, take a deep cleansing breath and come back into the room. How was that? that's good it's crazy what um
1: speaking
0: out loud can do for you yeah
1: how does your throat and your solar plexus feel right now it feels my solar plexus feels
0: good my throat chakra is like it's the emotion it's like the emotion coming out and so it's like like it just wants to like I don't know I'm a huge crier so I'll just like cry like Yeah, Any given second, like during my day. So I think it's
1: just that like emotion, just like. Yeah. Have you allowed yourself space to cry about this? About this? Because it seems like there's that tension that's still there. Do you, is, is the tension still the same or is it a little bit lessened after that experience? Like what we just did? I feel like it's...
2: I, I kind of feel like it's, I think that that
0: helped, but I feel like the the little pinch is still the same. It's like a little, right. but I don't know if that's because I was like tearing up and it just feels like that, you know what I mean? It's like the coming
1: out of that. Mm-hmm. is there anything more that you want to say or do you feel like it's emotion that wants to be cried out? And maybe like sometimes in that cry, you're like audibly crying. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like what wants to come out is
0: it's like right now where I'm at with everything with um like my own expertise mm-hmm. aside from like I mean it's tied to that fifth grade scenario but like now being an adult it's like tied to um I think like recently I've a uh, lesson that's been coming up is like I keep trying to like fit my puzzle piece into other people's puzzles. Right. And trying to be like, how do I fit into this? What can I say? Um how can I fit what I want my area of expertise to be in into this mm-hmm. puzzle? Um especially with the with CCA. Like and I think that um It's actually been stopping me from just like being like authentic and just doing things how I want to do them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is it that same fear of like, what if this doesn't fit? What if what about other people's emotions? So yeah, I think there's just like a block there with like, is what I know right now good enough? Do I have the right mm-hmm. thing to say? Um yeah, will, will what I say be, be fitting? Will what I say be good enough? Like that's like
2: mm-hmm. the
1: feeling, yeah. Okay, so we're going to take, close your eyes again. So now we still have some restriction in your throat. Yeah. Let's see if this opens it up. So close your eyes and we're going to take a short journey to meet your higher self. Just relax, take a deep breath in.
2: And as you relax, release that breath and let it go. Take another breath, let go, and now let your imagination go. Let it take you to a place in nature where you feel safe. You can make it up, sense it, or see it. It is all fine.
1: And as you imagine this place, just go around. Walk around and get into your senses. What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? Where in nature are you? And as you walk around in this safe place, you hear the sound of someone approaching. There is this sense of excitement. You're about to meet someone special and now they come into view. Your higher self walks towards you, eager to meet you. And as they approach, just take a notice of what they look like.
2: What they're wearing.
1: Sink into their energy. What does the energy feel like? Greet each other in whatever way feels right to you.
2: What does it feel like?
1: Know that your higher self has always been with you and now you have access to each other in a new way. So find a spot to be with each other for a
2: conversation and ask them, what do I need to know about my life purpose? Okay, well, I for sure know that you're meant to shake things up. Um,
0: You're meant to be an outlier and actually surprise people in the way that you communicate and the way that you express yourself. You're definitely meant to show up as a different person every day. So what's going to happen is that you're actually never going to meet people's expectations. And whether you don't meet their expectations in a good way or a bad way, like based on how you, how you would see it It doesn't really matter because how they perceive you is, it's all about them. It has nothing to do with you. And so the best way that you can be of service to the people in your life is just by tapping into what really lights you up and excites you because that is going to be where your magic is held and trying to Feel into other people's visions for you or mold yourself to other things will never work because you're just resisting the natural way you're meant to be and that really is someone who is bold who is blunt who just say, says things like it is and has no shame in expressing themselves and yes that will activate different parts of you that feel the unworthiness, but you can rest assured knowing that that's not your truest essence and that's just things that you've picked up on this lifetime. So when you're picking up on that, recognize that you are in your not self and reconnect with the things that light you up, that bring you excitement and that you feel like will really truly help people because that's the magic and how people perceive you, what that stirs up inside people, if it rubs them the right way or the wrong way. Yes, you can learn from it, take it with a grain of salt when you get that feedback, or multiple grains of salt, because it's really not about you at all, it has everything to do with them. And that is your purpose here is to share these spiritual concepts, to tap into spirit and to share the light of spirit in a new way that no one else has before and so in that way in that purpose you're going to stir some pots you're going to shake things up for people but that's what you're meant to do and that's how you will actually enact the most change here on earth so Mm -hmm.
1: and before you close this up ask your higher self what What's her
2: strength and her gifts? Hmm. Your strength is definitely your emotional sensitivity
0: and emotional awareness because you're so easily able to feel exactly how other people have felt. You're really able to tap into their full energetic signature and you're able to for a split second embody them and embody their past and embody how they're feeling. And as you feel that, as you embody that for a split second, their signature, you're able to really tap into where the disconnection is between where they are now and the blocks that they're feeling and source. You're able to help bridge the gap between where they feel like they're lacking and reconnecting them with source and your strengths are also being very energetically uplifting and uh, being a real safe space for people to come and let themselves be seen and expressed with no apologies. You fully accept them and embrace them. And that is a massive gift
2: to everyone. Mm-hmm. What about the other question?
1: as you can just you know as you close up you can just thank each other knowing that you can be with your higher self anytime you choose they're here to support you in your journey of transformational change now take a deep breath breathing in this experience remembering what you need to remember another breath returning to this space and time Another deep breath. Open your eyes,
2: stretch, move your body a little. How did that feel? That felt good. Yeah, I how feel like your, it
0: dissolves like that. Pinch. How does your throat feel? Yeah, it feels much more open. It actually does. Like the pinch that was there, it's mm-hmm. more like flowing totally.
1: Do you feel like you have more clarity around your strengths now?
0: Yes. It's like you knew them all along, but like really tapping into the essence gets you to just like feel it now. And you're like, okay, yeah, I can exist in that space and be safe and not be like worried like that. All yeah. Yeah. You can like exist as your higher self and feel like physically safe.
1: And that's the thing is that every single person has the answers inside of them. It's all there. Right, right. We just don't trust her and ourselves enough to get there. And sometimes it takes that external party to shine a light on it. And, you know, saying things out loud, tapping into a A third person perspective, right? Whether it's your higher self or whether it's somebody else, like you could have a coach or a mentor say the exact same things that your higher self said to you. You'll still probably get essences of it, but like now you know that your higher self is literally you. Like you said all that. I didn't put you on these psychedelics and like (laughs) hypnotize you. Like it all came from you. Mm -hmm. So in those moments when you are feeling triggered, Mm -hmm. what can we do now? that will pull you out of it. So for example, when we're in those moments and we're holy shit and our child's triggered, like, I feel like people are judging me. I think I'm going to fuck up. I'm like starting to get like hot and flustered and cold and all these emotions. And I'm like starting to trip over my words. What can you start doing now to bring you out of that moment? I feel like so
0: I feel like typically it's like, oh, if you're presenting, if you're giving a speech, whatever, like you don't really, I know there's like timed pauses for like pacing and whatnot, but like you don't typically like create space and like pause. So I feel like what could help me is actually like just pretending like it's part of the, of the speech of it and just literally like realizing I'm being flustered, finish my sentence kind of put my hands together because I know that this is like a mantra for like concentration or even like this even like this or whatever um and just like taking a breath and just like tapping into like my lightest essence which would be kind of like I don't need to audibly giggle but it has like the essence of a giggle where it's, it's light and it just brings me back to like me and my energies. just like take a breath I'm just like smiling at myself, just like a quick smile to myself. Maybe it's a smile. Take a breath and like just smile. And it's just like one full breath where I'm almost like giving a little extra space, a little bit of extra pause. That kind of is like, it's a little bit of extra pause. So I can just be like, oh yeah, there's no rush. Like I can just take the space. This is my time to talk. And... Yeah. I feel like that could be good. It's like that pause, that breath, and that quick like smile to myself being like, oh yeah, let's take this space.
1: How does that feel? So, yeah, that feels good. So fun fact, that's exactly what I do. Oh, really? Because when I started developing my gifts significantly last year, I realized that I'm claircognizant. So ideas and thoughts will kind of just jump into my brain. Mind you, I was also struggling with substance abuse at this time so like it was it was almost triggering for me in a, in a sense where I was like oh my god Evelyn like this is like your brain literally like like I felt like I lost a lot of my quote-unquote memory being high right like whether you're in a sober state or a high state and so I kind of like attributed like I'd be in the middle of a conversation I'm like in a roll, and then all of a sudden. My brain just like stops. I'm like, where the hell did that thought just go? And a lot of that happens to a lot of people. So I attributed that to substance, but turns out it was actually just like in those moments, I'm getting downloads. So then, like, it's like spirit trying to connect with me. And then I get pulled out of it. And then it's like, okay, either the conversation needs to take a different toll or like a different road, or it's like, okay, a download came in. I need to give myself the space for it and then recollect. So I used to beat myself up a lot, a lot over that. And then I started learning that it's okay to take your time because so many of us were so conditioned to be go, go, go with the way that we speak and the way that we talk. And if we don't talk fast enough, like people are blah, blah, blah. going right. So haven't you ever noticed that? And I don't know if you noticed this, but I do. It's that in your mind, you think you're speaking a million, like you, you think you're speaking, like when you're trying to speak slow, you think you're speaking really slow, but when you actually listen to yourself back again, it's like, holy shit, this is, I'm actually speaking really fast. So when your brain is telling you that you are speaking too slow, you're actually speaking pretty fast. Like you're, does that make sense? Like, so those pauses they allow time for your audience and your clients to also process information as well.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I have conditioned myself and trying to, not trying to, but on every single call, every single live session, every single mastermind, masterclass, I actually intentionally slow down because I used to be so programmed to be go, go, go. Mind you, as a child, if I didn't speak super fast, I, I would get yelled at right? My teachers would yell at me, like, hurry up. Like you're so slow. So I kind of, we kind of get used to that. Right. But as coaches and as leaders, so much of what you're saying, Tiana has so much energy behind it and your audience will need time to integrate the things. And even in this call right now, like me right now, accentuating certain words, this is not normal for me because before I'd be like, like literally rolling off a tongue and I'm like thinking back, how much did my clients actually intake? But do you see? So you are probably in those moments where you're also getting tripped up is a mixture of maybe a trauma response and getting triggered. And also maybe spirit wanting to connect with you and, and, and download with you. So utilize that in your actual work. You know, there's so many times where I'm like, Oh guys, give me a second. I just lost my train of thought. Spirit was trying to connect with me, you know, and people, it's so cool for people to watch you in that space. Also taking the space to like integrate. Does that make sense? It's not like we think of, okay, I'm fucking up. I'm messing up. I'm, you know, they're not getting what they're, they're paying for, but this is live time. This is reality. So that putting your hands together, clamping them, clasping them, closing your eyes, taking a deep breath, doing that smile Believe it or not, even though it is silence, you're actually speaking so much to your audience without you even realizing it because that is energy. You getting back into that grounded present state is energy that you're giving off to your audience and your clients and attendees of whatever program you're in. And it also allows them the space now to integrate what you have just shared. So allow yourself that space to take that deep breath, If you get, if you lose your train of thought, guys, one second, like Spirit Universe is giving me downloads right now, just one second, because that's literally what's happening. Sometimes they're trying to communicate with you and give you downloads, maybe on someone who's an attendee in the group. Maybe they're going to give you an idea of something to talk about at the very end. Like, especially when we're on coaching calls and we're supporting people, we're literally being a clear channel with spirit and the universe to get ideas to come out all these downloads and all these things. Mm -hmm. So doesn't it make sense that while you're in a big group and you're literally in your flow that you're opening yourself up to maybe more than what you had expected on that call? Oh yeah, Yeah. definitely. Does that resonate with you?
0: Yeah. It resonates a lot. I've been, i thinking about that. Like that, that resonates like 100%. I've been thinking a lot about too. like, if human design is anywhere accurate, like my energy centers are completely open. My throat center is, has no gates. It's just completely open. And so it's just like, you know, I feel like that resonates as well. So I'm like, I be like gent, more gentle on myself. And, uh, yeah, just realize that like what I'm doing right now is enough. mm-hmm. But this is just, it's like all just part of like the alchemization process. It's like totally normal that I'm feeling these things. Um, and yeah, and you're not
1: the only one. I guarantee you mm-hmm. some of the coaches and mentors that you look up to feel the exact same way. I mean, heck, I do still sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. And like,
1: I'm sure there's probably people who you are doing this with that probably still feel the same way. So maybe this is an opportunity for you to even open up the conversation more with people in your groups in your containers in the programs you're doing things with right Mm. so yeah do you how does that feel like does the you know you came in asking about that wall and how do you get into a space of being and embodying where that wall doesn't come up as much do you feel like you got the answers today yeah totally
0: yeah, it's interesting too, because tonight we're we're doing um an integration ceremony for the program. So um like we're specifically going to be um diving deeper into like our masks and our shadows. Um so it's just it's really interesting because I feel like it, it's interesting because as a as someone who's now um stepping into this leadership role, I'm I want to like, yes, like uh, you know, the authority, the you know, like I want to have that essence of like the the authority, which I, I feel like I do bring, but at the same time, I feel like the type of leader and mentor that I'll be is one that like gets right re- right on the like I want to get on that same level and share like parts of my own journey because I feel like the way that I activate people the most is by like relating to them right here, right now, and being like completely vulnerable, being like this is how I'm feeling and I think in that, you can still, like, I'll still come off as the authority, but, like, I almost even want to get down, like, you know what I mean? Like, relate to them right there next to them and, like, show how I'm taking my challenges and reflecting on them and elevating them. Yeah. Inspire them to do the same. I feel like that's part of my gift, but I've been thinking about, like, like how, how vulnerable do I get? Like Do I share it all? But um, that helps
1: tremendously, yeah vulnerability is one of the biggest superpowers for any human being to have. And in my opinion, authority is an energy. It's not necessarily a hierarchy that we've been conditioned to believe, right? Oh, this authority is this coach that has, more experienced than you or this police officer or these politicians. And like, there's literally a hierarchy, right? Even in our culture, right? Asian culture, like there's a hierarchy of, you know, the grandparents that call the shots and then it's the parents. And then like the kids have like literally no say, but what we're starting to realize is that every single person can be an authority. Right? Even in a family dynamic, we can be an authority at a specific given time because of the strengths that we bring to the table at that moment. so even so stripping away all these like beliefs of what you think authority is, at every given moment, there might be someone who is an authority figure, right? And who better to be an authority than someone who has walked the path very even recently, knows what it's like to be on the other side, knows the lessons and the teachings and is able to get down into the trenches and be able to say, hey, I just walked this path. Let me show you the way. Here's my hand. I got the flashlight, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Even if it was like you walked the path like five minutes ago, you still walk that path. You still know. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you are still an authority figure because you know the way.
2: Mm -hmm. And then
1: maybe... They go onto a different path. And then now it's maybe somebody else in the program who's now the authority figure. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always say like, I personally don't coach and lead and teach on anything that I haven't experienced myself, or at least have the awareness or the confidence in it. But if it's in your own story, in your own vulnerability, there's a level of confidence that's there. Cause it's like, dude, I, I fucking know how to do this. Like I literally just experienced this. Like, this is how I got there here. Let's help develop a strategy that works for you. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it's funny because when I was in my trainer's training for NLP, we did this exercise. It was like a vulnerability exercise. And, you know, a lot of people struggle with that. Thankfully vulnerability is like one of my strong suits and superpowers over the years. Mm -hmm. You just, I, I always share from your scars not your wounds. So if you feel like it is still a wound mm-hmm. then that might be a little bit too vulnerable vulnerable of a place for you to be in that risks you being triggered.
2: Mm-hmm. But if
1: you're sharing from your scars,
2: mm-hmm.
1: do you see the difference? Definitely, yeah. So in those moments just ask yourself, okay, I want I'm feeling called to share this or should I be sharing this and then ask yourself like is there a lot of healing that still needs to be happening. Like, is it still a deep wound or is it now like turning into a scar? Right. And there's no yes or no. It's not like a black and white, like wounds can be a big gush of wound, or it can be like a tiny little wound. That's like actually not that deep. And it's like on its way to healing. And you can start sharing that. Right. So really you can use that as like a really small guideline, but in the end, in your body, you're going to feel it right? There's going to be a deep part of you. That's like, I'm not prepared for what would come out of this. And then there's also the part of you that's like, I'm scared, but I feel called to share this. And I know that someone's going to need help from this, even though I'm scared shitless. You know what I mean? Definitely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A
0: Did you find this helpful? Yeah. Oh, totally. Super helpful. Yeah. Really. I was feeling like having interesting feelings about our call tonight um and now I'm like
1: oh I know exactly what I'm gonna do (laughs) exactly and this might be a part of like the process that's 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 in it right Mm -hmm. so Uh, is there anything else that comes up for you that you would like support with no I think that's it that's
0: like the biggest thing that's been like on my mind